Please listen carefully. 50 books in a year? 50% of all the books that Stephanie read last year were rereads. That is toxic. Yeah, but I think a toxic trait makes me feel guilty. Would you classify a toxic trait as something that makes you feel guilty? I uh, think. Yeah. But I like, say, I, I would say guilty, re- relevantly guilty for me. Like, I should feel guilty about this. Versus or like dumb. Rereading your favorite books, I don't think you should have to feel guilty about that. You don't have to. Nobody's, you're not held to some sort of weird standard where you have to read new books every year. Like, what? Who cares? But not. It's your choice. Would you fight me if I said I read 100 books last year, but 50 of them were no, I would. I would. 100%. It's totally relevant. You're still reading. I don't know, Listen, man. I am not about shaming about your reading habits. Can we start this episode? Because I don't want to cut this. So let's slip right into it. Let's say yeah. that was the start of the episode. What's up, sisters? Welcome back to another episode of Everyone and Their Sister, the Toxic Podcast. I'm Christina. I'm Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. And you might have gleaned from the previous full minute that we were just discussing, we are going to talk about our toxic reading and watching traits. This episode, this was another idea uh, that was given to us by our number one fans in our super special exclusive Slack Our group. Discord group. No, <laughs> No, basically, yeah, our, our internet relay chat. Um, and this one came from Ardo? I, I think it was a combination was of Ardo and somebody else. And we Yeah, I think it. maybe Shanice, um, where it was going to be just like toxic traits. And I think there's something there. I think we all have some pretty toxic traits <laughs> uh, with regards to our general personalities, mm-hmm. um, but also specifically reading and watching habits. And let's go right into Steph's, which is rereading books. Uh, so jumping off that minute we had previously, I looked at my story graph year in review and was I shocked? Maybe. But it said I read, reread 50 books last year and I read 50 new ones this year. And I'm thinking that's a bit of a toxic trait because I have all these beautiful new books that you guys have told me to read and I continue all the time. Guess what? Guess what? I did this week. I reread a book. (laughs) To pick the books that I've already read instead of branching out. And I, this is a pandemic trait because I've learned that it's a comfort read. You'll, yes, for like comfort is you'll reread things because you don't want to experience something new without knowing the ending. This is exactly what rewatching things is like. You are literally seeking a specific feeling, a specific vibe, and you know you'll get it with this one product, this one item that you're consuming. So just do it. Why not? I've (laughs) never rewatched a TV show in my life. Never. From start to finish. It's a longer time commitment. (laughs) So we know that. (laughs) But like, yes and no, because there are books that, because we're not talking like, oh, she read a single book. She rereads series. Yeah, I'll reread. So it's so, (laughs) so I'll pick up a book because I'm like, oh, I really love this couple. Obviously, it's romance, obviously. And then I'm like, okay, so what? So and if you're a good romance writer, you've included the next couple in that book. So I'm like, oh, I got to read the next one. Boom, 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 boom. Fifty books later, and I'm like, oh, I read fifty books again. Okay, which series are you specifically talking about? Uh, here? Let's see. Uh, we had Lisa Kleypas, Ravenel. Okay, okay. Uh, we so then I also um. Well, you re you reread all of them though. Uh no, I reread the ones I liked, so I sometimes okay, I okay. skip them. That's that's relevant. <laughs> I was like, why would you re- why would you read the ones that are not good? Uh, Lisa Clayfus. I also so Faded Maid still reread. Oh my god, I reread the full Cresley Cole last year. That's like what seventeen books. <laughs> Uh, is, is this why you keep asking us to read them? Because you yeah. keep rereading. Because I keep rereading them. <laughs> I reread. Sorry, Six of Crows for the show. <laughs> I reread Bridgerton for the show. I so I, I read books um, from Faded Mates because they'll do like a thing, and most of the time I've already read them, so I'm rereading them again. Sh- shout out to Sherry Thomas. <laughs> uh, what else did I? And then if I haven't read, oh my god, I read Sarah Dessen again because I was like, those wow. are good. I was gonna make a joke when now asked you who you've read. I was gonna Sarah say Dessen. Sarah Dessen because she's got a movie coming out. Yep. I did. I read that book. Oh, I, she's about to. I'm gonna that's oh I read it last year I read it last year I read the 
Truth About Forever, Along for the Ride, This Lullaby. What else did I read? Uh, I read Sally Thorne, The Hating Game, because I was like, I read that when it first came out. Hadn't touched it since. I thought it still held up. What else do we have? Oh my god, I read reread Joanna Shoup. I reread Tessa Dare. I reread Kate Claiborne. They're great, so I can't even knock on it. And then the real toxic one is I read Sarah J. Mass. Um, yeah, that one I don't understand. Your Sarah J. Mass reading that's is my toxic, toxic trait. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. I will judge you. I'm not like that. I will judge you heavily. That's fine. The volume to percentage of rereads is too high. The and same like, way I judge people who watch The Office every single year mm, to this day, mm-hmm. I'm judging you. It's the same energy. That's but that's the fair. toxic trait is continuing to read not just Sarah the Jamas. previous Sierra Mask, the new ones that come out as well. Um, this is when I tell you <laughs> the book I reread this week is Sarah J. Mass. Why? <laughs> because I saw a TikTok and someone's like, oh, she's gonna do it in the second book, she always changed the love interest. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I read the first one. Maybe I'll it again because I, I remember nothing i think what we've learned here is christina and i need to put out our own tiktoks about certain books and that's the only <laughs> way steph will read them that's what we've been doing wrong <laughs> clearly i here's the thing objectively why am i defending sarah jamas this is what it's gonna end up being but i'm like she knows what people want and she's smart about it because she is though and yet every single person I know that reads her books gets mad because the only reason they're reading it is for sex scenes. And then I mean, she I don't put enough in. I mean, am I reading it for the second? I'm not really reading for them. What am I reading it for? <laughs> I don't know. I am entertained by the romance. Anything. Take out that section of it. Would I like it as much? Probably not. That's I don't know. I don't know. It's my toxic trick. I can't explain it. I can't explain <laughs> it. The show's going to come out. There's going to be a show. Am I going to watch it? Yeah. Are you all going to watch it? Probably. Because we have to talk about it. Because yeah, I, 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 I'm lying in the sand. I will only watch something that I, I don't have an interest in for this show, like for this podcast, and no other reason. But I, like how, you, not you read it, like how in the world can you have a show with a man that has bat wings and it not be fucking ridiculous like i, mean, I it 100 percent is gonna be some wild bullshit that's gonna happen I'm but here, i hope it's good I'm wild bullshit right and i'm here for it. you know what i would rather watch it than reread it to be honest or read any of the new ones because i refuse at this point because and i know this is crazy and maybe this is me revealing a toxic trait in advance that i didn't even realize I know that the physical act of watching a TV series over the course of like 10 episodes may take longer than reading a book that is six hours, but I consider reading a book to be a bigger time investment than watching a TV show. Really? Yes. I would say these books are a- definitely longer though, if so I'm- it would definitely take longer yeah. than a but TV But also show. because if I'm reading a book, I'm reading that book. I am invested in the book. I'm paying attention to the book. The only thing in that moment I'm doing is reading that book. When I am watching a show, buddy, that's my free time. That is my crochet time. That is my chat with you guys time. Maybe I'm also playing Mario Party. So even though it takes <laughs> longer, it's less of an uh, an indi- like an investment. But that's but that's not what we were talking about. We were talking about you, and I'm just no. Wow. But it's but I so like there's some books I'll reread fully. Like I'll read every word. I won't skip any chapters. Some of them I skip. Sarah J. Mass is one where I heavily skip huge chunks of time because I don't care. But I but if you were to ask me the plot, I could tell you the plot in a reread. I think that's the point. But yeah, I don't know, man. So I said you, I re- you, uh, sorry when you skip huge chunks of it do you count that as a full reread yeah i count it as full reread if i if i've invested more than an hour then yeah it's a reread. this is really <laughs> important to nat because you read more books than her a year and i don't think i do now she does whether, not i don't do anymore <laughs> but she definitely did at one point and it definitely bothered you <laughs> but also what nat will say there and but the not admit is she skim reads even newer books that she's reading for the first time you read a lot of audiobooks though i do only audiobooks now i rarely read i feel like audio so audio audio is like your tv show because you can do other things while you're listening i do Mm. also listen to audiobooks so i skim new books when i want to see if something's gonna happen and then sometimes i go back to read some yeah Um, but like i rarely skim books but i'm using your direct words ma'am for this because i would explain how like i was not enjoying a book and you'd be like, just skim it. 
like just you go and i'm like i know i'm in i'm reading this fucking book I'm yeah but as you know i don't read books i don't like anymore so i rarely no but this is from before this is the before times this is the, the year before- that steph read more books than you <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is the before i think we all moved heavily in towards audiobook time because i will admit i definitely listen now more than i read Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't I haven't I haven't reached that flip yet because I don't have a craft that I enjoy doing I think that's my toxic trait is I don't have a craft as well <laughs> that I you gotta, enjoy we, your mom's gonna teach you about miniatures <laughs> that is not for me you that is not for me you could crochet your own clothes you could but start I like learning that, to sew I do have a sewing machine in my house Start, yeah, start learning to sew. Let's switch over. But like, I if I'm focused on that, I'm not focused on what I'm listening to because I'm not but good at it re- enough but you're yet. You're rereading them anyway, so. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> Listen, I was thinking it would be a new book that I'm trying to. I mean, you could eventually do a new book, but one maybe when you're better at sewing and you don't have to concentrate yeah. that much. Yeah, yeah, is what I'm. <laughs> I literally have, am having this problem with the current book that I'm listening to. That I keep doing things while I'm listening to it, and I keep missing parts yeah. of it, and I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. Which book? Which book are you listening to? Uh, a lesson in vengeance. Oh yeah, it's like it's not really that good, to be honest. So <laughs> it's no guilt, you know. <laughs> so you know, it's it's probably fine that I keep for, like not hearing things that I'm supposed to hear, but like I keep going, having to go back every two chapters, being like, what did I miss? What does this mean? Who died? <laughs> I mean, I did do I do do nonfiction audiobooks more. You do do. I do do. <laughs> I do do. <laughs> uh, well, I'm mature, cooking. We're mature here. Uh, that's basically all I had to say. Yeah, I mean, that you were talking, so it was the perfect time to slide right into your toxic trait. My toxic trait is probably also your personality. <laughs> I had to get it in there. I fucking hate this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I want our. <laughs> <laughs> she did try to get out of it at some point. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot. Think. But then she likes spending time with us too much. Yeah, because we're God great. Knows, God knows why. I just insulted her. <laughs> keeping it keeping it real. Keeping you accountable. <laughs> I'm just saying our podcast needs more controversy. It needs more animosity. We need, you know, much like Steph is always talking about, we need tension. And I don't feel like we created enough. So every so often, I just want to drop it in there. <laughs> I Melanie said to me, I asked her, because she another fan from Japan that we can check on. What did she say she liked We're best? international. I, when you disagree and start yelling at each other about the minor things. I'm telling you, that is our bread and butter. We have, I was going to say, yeah, you have a tier one debater, okay, in this podcast. And I, I am not being used to my fullest extent. And I can bring it out. When needed, I can't bring it out. I will never forget your Everyone Reads, even though that book was my least favorite. Your energy was my absolute favorite. When you snapped, you were activated. It was like, it was a whole other plan. I was just like, is this Nirvana? What is this? (laughs) I'm also good at the game, Red Flags. Or you have to, well, you have to debate why your person, but also great. Don't know where that skill has come from. This is why it's the only game you like. It's true. <laughs> but all this to say, I didn't actually mean to derail that entirely. Oh. I was hoping you'd drop that in there and we would just keep going. Uh, but she couldn't you know, handle it. She's, you know, she's near the end of her rope. That's fine. Nat, what is your toxic trait that isn't what I just said? Um, I think specifically because of the pandemic, this has arisen and I hate it so much, but I can't stop myself. I keep watching fucking police procedurals <laughs> like they're good. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I'll rewatch things too. Like, as you know, Christina, we rewatched Criminal Minds at the same time. We rewatched Bones Bones at the same time. Not amazing shows. Our traits are the same. You all both rewatch things. But I, we, we don't rewatch them at like a slow, slow. Oh no, you guys are crazy about it. It was (laughs) a race. We finished Criminal Minds in like what? Like a week? And like, I'm not so much doing that, but I'm not stopping myself from rewatching any procedurals. I tried to rewatch Castle, but it couldn't happen. I was just like, I can't do it. But then, like, I started watching. <laughs> Michelle knows about this because I complain about the show, but I started watching Body of Proof. It is the worst police procedural you could watch. It's like about a um, what is it? A medical like a examiner. Medical examiner? 
Yeah, and she's just like, she's like the most middle-of-the-road person ever. She's not anything exciting. Nothing exciting happens. Anytime something exciting actually potentially happens, they kill off the person. And, like, it's only three seasons. Like, it's a terrible show. It's so bad. And yet, I finished the whole thing. I mean, it took me a longer time to finish that one because it literally was, like, the nothing show in the background. It was, like, my white noise. While I did other things, but it's just like, why can't I stop doing this? What is wrong with me? A, a cab, obviously. Yeah, propaganda. Yeah, and then like, secondly, I, none of it. It's all predictable. It's all the same shit over and over and over again. And I mean, I think this also stems from my, like, I hate to say it, the same habit of rewatching Psych and Elementary. I don't, but like with those ones, I don't go in and rewatch the whole thing. I actually just go into episodes I like. So this is not going to be my toxic trait, but I did debate it for mine because when I rewatch something, I must rewatch the whole thing, which means that I have seen the first handful of seasons of so many shows because you rewatch the later seasons less because they came out as you were watching them. Right. So like if I've seen I've seen Psych like 16 times. But that's, like, the first four seasons. And then each later season is, like, a little bit less. (laughs) Yeah, like, with Psych and Elementary, I can go in and pick an episode I want to watch and and rewatch it. Yeah, and, like, Psych, I've I've been doing that recently, too. I'll go in and I'll, like, skip a few seasons, watch what I want. But I feel like I can do that with Psych more than anything else because I know the show so well that I'm, like, I know what vibe I'm going for today. Like, I'm, like, oh, I I really want, like, the, the faux horror camp vibe. So I went in for that one and I was like, yeah, because that that was the week that I was only watching slashers. And I was like, when am I going to find a slasher I like? I'm like, you know what? Let's just go for that psych episode because <laughs> that's exactly what I need. I need the comedy <laughs> with the slasher. And like, it always gives me what I need. But then all these other ones, what do they give me? Nothing. I get nothing from it. <laughs> oh, I get I get it. I love the whole thing. Other than other, not not psych. I mean, like all these other police procedurals. Oh, yes, I get I nothing from them, but from shame. Them? <laughs> do you watch Broadchurch? I did watch Broadchurch. That's one I will not rewatch because it's too dark. Mm. Yeah, and I would not. Broadchurch is not a procedural because a procedural oh, is a yeah. different case every episode. It's usually yeah. like twenty-two episode seasons, and they go on for a really long time. Think like Rizzoli and Isles kind of vibe. Broadchurch CSI. I, yeah, when it's like a little one plot line through the whole thing, that I think is a, is a bit I different. I also, it should be noted, I won't do depressing ones because like, why would I? It's a pandemic. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that these crimes aren't depressing sometimes, but like I've it's, been able to avoid Law and Order SVU quite a bit because I find most of those episodes depressing. That's the one where I keep going of like, I just like when we were doing the thing where we were rewatching Criminal Minds and then I watched Bones for the first time with you. It was because I wanted to stop picking new shows to watch. I was just like, you have to make so many choices in a day and I was just getting tired (laughs) of it. So I did debate Law & Order SVU because 19 seasons, 22 episodes each, I wouldn't have to make a choice. It keeps you busy. It does. But I haven't gone there yet, but I will say it's only because there's no easy way to watch the early seasons. Yeah, it's especially when you have um, uh, my favorite, my favorite uh, Zaddy. What's his name? Chris Maloney. Chris Maloney. <laughs> with, especially with him, because like as Stabler. Yes, there we go. <laughs> I was like, why are you taking so long? I'm like, I know his name. It's in there as Elliot Stabler. He's literally the the rotten apple of all oh, yeah. the cops. Mm-hmm. Like he's a bad cop. He might not be taking bribes on the side. He's a terrible cop. Christopher Melonius? Oh my god, he his character. The, the person amount, himself, amazing. <laughs> the sheer amount of police brutality, Stabler. Yeah. Does the fact that he's getting his own spin-off show for modern times, I'm like, you can't bring this character back. Let yeah. it die. Like this was not a good idea. He was a terrible <laughs> cop. Like I love the actor. But, like, he was even, like, his character was kicked off the show because of his bad behavior, so to speak. But, like, also on, like, reading about that show, they had to keep, because they had, like, I guess for most, like, police procedurals specifically, they have cops that they talk to on the side to, like, get information, whatever, research and stuff like that, they have to keep them happy with their storylines the whole time. And so a lot of these shows are apologetic to police when they really shouldn't be. 
Mm-hmm. Especially when they're showing, like, police corruption and then they suddenly, like, spit it so that, like, oh, the cops are still the good guys, though. The but it's because they have to keep the other cops happy. Like, real cops. The fact that every single cop in every single procedural hates internal affairs and considers them the enemy, when in real life, internal affairs is often made up of a lot of corrupt cops who do not go after anything and arguably are, like, the buddies of cops and only holding them to accountability, like, the tiniest amount. The one thing I remember during a lot of the conversations that were happening about propaganda is there is a British show called Thin Blue Line that is act or the I think it's called the the Blue Line or something like that Line of Duty Line of Duty sorry I always get the name of this show wrong that is actually about an internal affairs department and they were struggling because they could not get police to actually like provide security for their sets. Because the cops did not want to support a show that was about finding corrupt cops. But at the end of the day, they're all still cops. And like one of the main characters doesn't even want to be on internal affairs because she does, she's like, my career is dead in the water. I don't want to be here. You're not good cops or whatever. So like everything about this is absolutely insane. The fact that they also have to be apologetic because they could literally lose the security they need to wow. film the show. Yeah, yeah it's freaking wild. And like... It makes you look at, like, certain cop shows a different way, for sure. Because then you're like, well, did they make this choice because it was, like, the story that they wanted to tell? Or was it because that they knew if they didn't tell this story this way, the cop that they have on whatever thing that they have going on wouldn't provide or would, like, do something bad or something? Like, I just, like, it's just, like... But anyway, this is basically why I can't watch Law and Order. <laughs> My parents <laughs> rewatched Law and Order last year. The full, the full thing, the, the original full thing. Yeah, damn. I get it. It's sometimes I, just... it's it's hard not like the thing is. It's it weird was good TV that... at the time. That's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's also weird to say that shows like this that are about brutal things have desensitized desensitized us to the point where like it's an easy watch like even when the things that are happening are horrific it's on in the background i mean murder podcasts yeah i don't think i take any like yeah totally desensitized to anything i think like it's really interesting when i encounter something that kind of flips it so that you do be you do feel it again like it's so weird like there was a podcast that I was listening to that kind of did that same thing where I was getting angry, but like I was like desensitized to like certain aspects of it. But then it kind of flipped the story where I was like, <laughs> like the whole time I was raging. And then it actually made me relook at every kind of propaganda show I watch, any kind of police procedure I watch, because I think I've talked about this one before, but it literally talks about how DNA can be manipulated in everything. Like DNA is like not actually relevant at all like it's science obviously but like you can pull dna from like for example he gave an example of like some guy got accused of murder who was like staying at a hospital and they like put him on the stand they like took him to trial and they found out eventually that the dna from the victim from like a totally different place got transferred to him because like the ambulance driver had touched something and it somehow transferred like three days later like that's insane to me that that is how easily dna can be manipulated to tell the story that you want which makes you question everything and then so when you're watching these shows they're like ah but we have dna i'm like but do you like do do you actually like i don't believe anything anymore another like real life call out for that was there was a true crime documentary about a woman who worked in like a forensics lab Uh, specifically she was testing drugs um but she herself became a drug addict and so she would just she would just say that the drugs or whatever they found were whatever drugs the cops wanted to hear. The cops would message her and be like, we are, we assume this is cocaine. It's cocaine, right? Wink, wink. And she would be like, yep, it's cocaine. Here, Yeah. And then someone would go to jail for that. And it might not have been Woof. cocaine. It could have been anything. Yeah. Um, and because they found out that she had done that, that like every single case she had ever been a part of was put into question. Because if someone will do that once to, like, get ahead of their career. And that's, like, the fact that she was a drug addict was part of the story. But let's be clear. Any single forensic lab technician could do that just because they want to get ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's been done many times before. We talked about it um, probably a long time ago for, like, the case of The Staircase. Mm, yeah. The the TV show The Staircase where, like, that blood analyst dude, like, made up all of his blood analysts. <laughs> 
it. Like, he didn't have any credentials. Nothing was relevant. He lied about everything. They had to call that case into question and, like, a bunch of others. And, like, it happens all the time. And I'm like, where are they pulling? And this is, again, comes back to police corruption. Because where are they pulling these experts from? That's my question. Are they hiring somebody? Or do they know this person is somebody that's known in the industry to be able to, like, back their story up in any way? Because they're always, prosecution is always trying to find somebody that can back them up against whatever the expert on the other side is saying. Even if this other person that's coming is like, oh, I will create doubt. And it's, like, complete nonsense. We've seen so many true crime things where we've seen that, like, both the prosecution and defense are often just looking for who is the expert that will back their opinion. Because they're being paid for it. And this all comes down to the pandemic and the convoy and COVID <laughs> Everyone sucks. Our, our toxic trade is being mad about everything, but it's because we have to be. It's the world's fault. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know why I'm this way. I hate it. <laughs> and um, I'm not going to stop anytime soon. What can I say? I like playing Mario Party while I'm watching whatever the fuck I'm watching. Same. Me too. Christina, what's your toxic trait? Well... As we were saying, I was going to say that it was, I can't just rewatch an episode. I rewatched the whole thing. Um, Psych, Great British Bake Off, Parks and Rec. If I get the jonesing, I am jonesing for the whole show. Even the seasons I don't love, I will go back and rewatch. Because I just, I like seeing the characters grow. You know, if it's a show I really like. Recently, I realized I hadn't seen the last season of Superstore. um, Or I had only seen the first half of that last season. So we're talking about like, there were five episodes that I had not yet seen. And so I simply chose to just watch Superstore from the beginning again. Um, but that You're is me, toxic... but in TV form. Yeah, 1000%. Like, I, I judge you and you should judge me. That's fine. But actually, I, it's not that. Because one, so much of us, what we were talking about was about rewatching. So I'm not going to do that. What I am going to say my toxic trait is, and I realized this the other day, and I had to have a real, like, moment with myself. I think I like things that I clearly don't. <laughs> and like I have to acknowledge that because what? so we talk about dark academia a lot mm. and I, I always say I love I love dark academia I love the aesthetic of dark academia I love the stories I love all of it I only like the aesthetic and even then only sometimes because a lot of times the aesthetic is very white people and that makes it kind of boring but I read one of your a book that you rated really highly Nat um if we were villains which is classic dark academia. It's very much the secret history, but modernized and nowhere near as fucking long, Um, where it's a group of drama students at like a tiny art school who put on Shakespeare plays. And one day one of them dies and it's like, oh, did one of us do it? And then like one of them goes to prison for it. And the story is told through their perspective, blah, blah, blah. It's a good, I can see why it's a good book. But the whole time I was like, these fucking pretentious assholes. Like, I hated them. But like, as I was thinking, I was like, but dark academia, like the point is that they're pretentious assholes because it's academia. Like, that's the point. And so really, I was like, do I like dark academia? And I think what it is, is that I like, I like characters that genuinely love learning. And I think you get a better look at that in like, yeah, I love nerds. I know who I am. And I Not she means you. <laughs> Why do you think we can still be on this podcast? I quit! <laughs> um, like, Atlas Six had a lot of dark academia influences. 1000%. You could argue it's also dark academia. But it's also fantasy. And it's a bunch of people learning about magic. And, like, the school part is very important. The school part is virtually irrelevant in If We Were Villains. It's all plays. And I was like, oh my god, every single time one of them was like, Shakespeare's a lifestyle. I was like, oh, is he? Is he? Ew. He would kick your ass. You are so annoying. So it was one of those things where, and then like, I think back a lot, we talk about villains to lovers. And I would say I like a good villains to lovers. But I have so many specifics of what makes a good villains to lovers that I think I just need to acknowledge. I don't like villains to lovers. I like one very specific scenario where two people who are competing and trying to make each other better through their competition slowly realize that they like each other more than they realize and come together for those interests. And that is not the same thing as what the common villain to lovers trope is, which is two people who are so mean to each other, I will never forgive them, decide to bang and then that means they love each other. 
Maybe your dark academia love is from fan fiction. It's entirely possible. You know, I am certainly... Or your thought. I am certainly crafted by fan fiction. I am molded by it. I was born into it, uh, you could say. Um, So I certainly am heavily influenced by fan fiction. That would certain Like, I... If we were to talk about another toxic trait, this is less fan true. fiction. This is less true now. Oh yeah, there was a time in my life where I read way more fan fiction than I did real books. To the point where that year, where Steph read more books than you, which I'll never forget. Um, I think you know I've made jokes before that like I always feel inadequate when I look at my book count in comparison to you guys because it's just so so much higher. Even though I still read a lot more books than the average person, you watch a lot more things than me, and I watch a lot. But what's also not counted is the sheer volume of fan fiction I read. And like fan fiction is like my I'm getting into bed, bread and butter. Down. Uh, Why don't I just casually open a two hundred thousand word fan fiction and end up liking it so much I read it throughout the entire night and I fall asleep before I am. This is like me with um, webtoons, to be honest, because I don't count those towards my reading goal. But like I have an addiction how about youtube videos is mine they're not tv yeah, shows see? but there's so we, much we are, time we are consuming we are using our time in many many ways we are consumers we are true consumers yeah. i will um, say like i'm wondering if like you would like the same like did you read bunny and like i liked bunny bunny was pretty good okay because like mono wad's books kind of remind me like they kind of have dark academia vibes Including all's well, actually. All's Vengeful? Well, no. Vicious? Did you read that? By Mona Watt, that's not right. No, no by no, V.E. No. Schwab. V.E. Schwab. So I think it was the villain series that you guys told me to read that I really struggled with initially. Oh, I liked interesting. Darker Shades of Magic way better, but I struggled a little bit with the beginning of Vicious, and I know I want to get back into it because the way you describe it, I do think I would like it, but it was giving me that, like, it was giving me the pretentious vibes very oh, early yeah. on. Yeah, and I, mean, I, sh- I when I find something pretentious, that for me is when I like, I'm like turned off by it. There's only certain level of pretension I can take, and like, I it comes back to the magicians a lot because that's just where my brain is recently. But like, the magicians had, I think, a good level of pretension where it was mocking them for their pretension mm-hmm. a lot of times. Yeah, I would say, like, for me, like, this is probably why I don't like Secret History. A, it's, like, too white for me. B, the pretension is too much. It's too much throughout the whole thing. If we're villains, I found was different. And the only reason I probably liked it was because of the, like, it's a play and they're talking about plays. That's why I liked it. Like, the vibes were, like, the analogy was there. Um, Mona Wand is different and weird so it's like easy but like i can see only liking like magic-y dark academia because it's a different vibe you know like it's like a it's probably my preference as well for the most part because i also don't really like but i can see it like if you're in an academic setting there is always going to be like the pretension is going to be there i think i find it more funny than anything and it's like when it's not funny is when it's like secret history and you're like all right but also, you used to be that person, so it's almost like I backs. was not Miss <laughs> Hard Science. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know what it is, but I, I think Dark Academia and <laughs> I think Dark Academia and Villain Slovers are two good examples. And there's a couple others where I'll be like, oh, I, yeah, I love that, and then I'll be like, do I do I really, or am I just saying that? Is it because I can find a single aspect about that that I think is enjoyable? And so I say I love it. No, I fucking don't. I like nerds. I I like reading about people who love something and who talk about it passionately and without pretension. And I like comedy. I'm a very simple gal. (laughs) Much like Stephanie, I'm a simple gal. Simple gal. I just want people to be making fun of each other, okay? And and why aren't I getting more of that? Why do I keep reading books where that's not happening? Because when I look at the books that I've read that I don't like, oh my god, you know another fucking pretentious writer? Um, the the Glass Hotel. Is it Emily St. Mandel? Yeah. Bruh. What the fuck, yo? And like, that one I kind of knew I wasn't going to love when it started because nothing about it sounded particularly interesting to me. But Jesus Christ. But you know what I do like? Lucy Foley, who writes a lot of mysteries where those pretentious people are the subject of mockery. And one of them usually dies. Yeah, the hunting party and the wedding guest. The wedding guest is a little bit better from a mocking perspective, but the hunting party is also good too. Yeah, there is a lot of 
I think this is probably why those thrillers actually work for me as well because like I do read a lot of thrillers as well but I don't find that I like a lot of them I like I don't know why I read them again it's like much like police procedurals I'm still reading them for no reason but like I did find that I liked both of the ones I think I only read two of hers so far but like I did find that I liked them and it's probably because of like there was like I don't know there was like a specific scene where there's like a like a mom that shows up to like the party I think maybe it was like the wedding guest or whatever and she's talking to the one dude who's like an actor and is famous or whatever and like she's making all these like comments in her head about him and I was like oh I fucking love this woman so much she's just like what the fuck is wrong with this guy yeah that her hers works for me and I would say too I would say oh I love mystery I love really classic mystery because I love Agatha Christie I love whodunits I love being able to figure out the plot, like, I love being able to figure out what happened and then l- watching the reveal. So what I say is I love mystery and I pick up a shit ton of mystery and thriller books. I don't love mystery and thriller books because a lot of them are, hey, here's an ending you literally could not have possibly guessed in a million fucking years. I just watched Clickbait, which was a, a very enjoyable show and I actually do recommend it. But I was so annoyed when we got to the end because I was like, how would it anyone got there that was so left field so i don't think i do like mystery and thrillers i just like being able to solve a puzzle and i don't like when they steal that from me by having a murderer be someone we literally never met before that's just bad writing i think i'm like this with like horror because i say i love horror but the the truth of the matter is i like slashers i like black comedy horror and i like for some reason home invasion horror (laughs) which a weird vibe a weird vibe i know whatever i it's i like when they fight back in the home invasion horror so oftentimes it's a slasher slash like uh, like a comedy horror much like your next or um there's another one that's similar to that but anyway it's i realize that those are the main ones i like i don't like obviously gory horror i don't mind monster horror but it's not my favorite i like when it has a better storyline so Candyman is one of those it's got like a deeper story to it um like a ghost ghost ones i'll watch but i'm not really like again like the only ghost horror movie that i can think of that i like is one with rebecca hall and it i've already i think it's called the awakening and the first half is a ghost story the second half is like (laughs) i don't know it's like a weird history of the campus slash like a story about like i don't know like i can't even remember it was like a family story essentially and a love story in the end saying that you know what i do love i do love a good they were dead the whole time (laughs) so this has got like a similar vibe to that but then it completely flips the story into like a love story slash like a like a redemption story and you're like wait what (laughs) and so like it doesn't it's not horror anymore it's like i don't know what i just watched (laughs) and so like it's weird because i'm like i love horror but i don't love the most classic of horror like i will watch like a what is it called? Those Italian murder mysteries. They have a word for them. Cozy mysteries. No, An Italian it's like a, murder mystery. Let me. Let me. Uh, there's a word. I have to say it. Yeah, I can't um, go. I can't think of anything other than who done it. Or, one of my favorite phrases that I ever learned is uh, someone. I think I can't remember if it's in Spanish or French, but I was talking to somebody who was either from. Uh, who I think I think it was Spanish, and they were saying that the the. Th- phrase in spanish for stuff like the girl on the train the slap the woman in the window any kind of like drama thriller mystery that has a rich whitey at the center is called beige noir Ooh, <laughs> and oh that's I was like, good that's perfect it's <laughs> funny um the italian term is giallo it's literally it's the mystery fiction thriller it literally means yellow <laughs> I guess because it's the color of, like, what color the paperbacks would be. But, like, it could be, like, slashers slash, like, mystery thriller. It's often seen as horror because sometimes there are supernatural elements. I find them entertaining. They're usually from, like, I want to say, like, the 50s and 60s. So I find those entertaining more from, like, a (laughs) funny for me to watch, don't understand what's happening the whole time. Also, they're quite short. But, like, I don't like anything other than those things. Like, I'm just like, I don't, I don't think I like normal horror. I don't think I enjoy a lot of it. I won't watch Hellraiser, for example. Classic horror. Will not watch it. I also have to have a real conversation. Do I like romance? Or have I convinced Whoa. myself that I like it? 
because Ooh. I did not read romance until I started working at a company where the main reader base read romance. Oh, so uh, you like, like Luke, you like Lucy Parker. I do like Lucy Parker. So you do but, like romance. But I think you like you like, like snarky romance. Yeah, yeah. Because I love. I like literally just said I love people making fun of people. Like that is my oof. That's like I. This whole podcast has shown with the, that's like, your love language. <laughs> that. I love people making fun of each other. Whether I'm they attacked like each other all the time. All the time. <laughs> Someone called me a nerd the other day, so we're even. Someone called you a nerd. Someone called me a nerd. She's not not a nerd. Like, I would say that's... I think I hide it well. <laughs> I would say you're like, if it's a scale rating, you're certainly the least nerd among us, but I wouldn't... Like, I would still classify you in the section. You reread 50 books last year. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. non-nerd behavior. Like, were be you were you like a nerd in high school? What was the deal? No, she wasn't. Remember, she didn't start reading until she was older. Wow. I mean, I like Twilight in high school, so that's nerdy. Yes. Yeah. That was, mm, I don't think it was when I was. I mean, happening, I think though. that was yeah, that was mainstream when you were in high school. Twilight. As much as I and I said this even when it was happening. As much as I don't like Twilight, it got a lot of people reading who didn't otherwise. It was me. I did. I don't. Because do. you didn't read Harry Potter, right? I only read it. After I read Twilight, I started reading Harry Potter, and then I, like, blew through that whole series. I don't know. I don't... If you were to ask someone, I don't think they would say yes. Like, what What were you in high school? Were you the sporty girl? No. What's the deal? I was chill. You were chill? I'm the same person I am now. Who was your crew? <laughs> Give me details, Steph. A, bu- I a bunch of white girls, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> I think Steph was in a very popular... Crew. I wouldn't and say we, we were the popular ones, but, but I wouldn't say yeah. She's not the Regina George. No, Wiener situation. we were the we were the under. I would say the under because we didn't care about being involved in the school. You know what I'm saying? So what do you classify that as? I would talk to like I'm not a bitch. I wouldn't talk to other. So probably the same same people I hung out with. Then. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> you nerd. Uh, excuse me, I didn't hang out with nerds. <laughs> I went to a very, because I, I went from living in Mississauga, where I lived in like a really diverse neighborhood, where I was used to being, to just hanging out with people that came from like a lot of different backgrounds. And then all of a sudden I ended up at a school in Oakville where everyone was white. And I realized this now as an adult. I would not have, re- I did not realize what was happening then. Everyone that hung out in our group were the people of color in the school. Because I think back to it now and I was like, why would Jane hang out with us? Jane was like student body president, uh, captain of the lacrosse team. But we hung out all the time. Whereas my other friend is like a fucking uh, like anime Japanese freak. Can't get enough of it. The (laughs) other guy is like a fucking politics nerd debate team. And I was always like, why do we hang out together? But I always just assumed it was like, oh, we're just the group of whoever's like we're no one's like a loser. No one's like super popular. We're just chilling. And I realized afterwards it was a couple of white people and every person of color in the school. I think mine was similar because like I had like I mean, like we were all like quite academic focused, obviously. But like one was a cheerleader (laughs) and had like a whole like popular crew. One was like, I think a jock. One was like, again, like nerdier i only joined the reach team because she joined it like it like literally was like whatever and then like the rest were all people that knew each other from like their childhood or whatever and so like i didn't really fit in with that crew obviously because i was just like i'm new everywhere i went my friends were sporty but i was not sporty but I think which is also ironic that like high school movies lied to us and nobody hangs out like that yeah maybe they did before i mean we, we definitely kids, we definitely but... had a regina george crew <laughs> i think people like there was like brown town was what we called upstairs because all brown people were all friends together and they were upstairs and then that, and that's what we called it and i'm like looking back down I'm like that's wild that i didn't even put that together i'm like oh we all like was super literally 100 percent because that my high school was like a huge influx from everywhere like that our main high school so like that you so many kids in my grade came from all different high or sorry middle schools wild why are we still talking about high school (laughs) i can still remember the moment that i started school in oakville and i remember being like i don't understand why are you all like these are all white people like that you all look the same and it threw me a lot of serbians grade seven or grade eight that i started and it was weird and i remember like everyone that i flocked to at the time 
not white people because I was like, I don't understand. And also they were all friends for their entire lives because they all lived in the same block of each other because it was a smaller school. I just remember like when I first started, when I first started high school in Oakville, like I remember I was like, I'm not gonna be friends with anybody here. <laughs> Everybody here's a loser to me. So I was just like, I'm not gonna be friends. Everyone, she I was, she was like, cool, y'all. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like a real Holden Caulfield. I was like, mm, everyone's phony. What? <laughs> but you were pretentious. You have the audacity. <laughs> or a nerd. You but, have the audacity and- to be mad when we tell you that you're a nerd and you are pretentious. But then you say these things. Okay, but then I had the advantage of because like I moved all the time. No one ever really knew who I was. <laughs> So, like, people would want to include me in their groups. And, like, one of the groups I ended up being friends with in that first year was, like, the popular Regina George crew. And it was fucking, when I tell you, it was absolute wildness in grade 10 when that group broke up because, like, of the drama that happened. Like, it was, there was screaming, there was yelling, there was, like, and I was just sitting there eating my lunch like, oh, my God, we're never going to eat lunch here under the stairs again. (laughs) And I was like, and this is why you don't make friends with these people, Nat. This is why you don't make friends. You find better friends. And I, I mean, did. so <laughs> I, should I explain whatever? So I had a, like a huge group of people that I was friends with all in high school. And then first year university, we had a huge explosion. <gasps> my fault. Because I was like, <gasps> what'd you do? Oh my God, what'd you do? <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I would say I'm like not dramatic at all. But I was the one, I was like, can, so, oh my god, this is so complicated, whatever. Basically, I was like, to one person, like, can you, like, not talk shit about me behind my back? In the group chat, I said, in the WhatsApp app. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, can like, I'm like, my roommate told me that you told, we're talking all this shit to whatever about me. I'm like, can you not do that? In the group chat. And then, explosion. So two people flew off into the distance. So one girl never talked to us again. And then, I still talked to some of the other people still. But I'm like, that was the drama after high school the drama queen i actually um coincidentally after high school when i went into first year also caused the group drama in well because you get there and you're like what are you like well i'm like, like why mine, am i dealing I, with this <laughs> i will say mine was more my dad's fault and then i just took on his like toxic trait and i spread that because he kept like yeah like it was like something stupid about like the go train one day and he's like well why isn't your friend doing this this and this and i was like what the fuck are you talking about and then, like, I yelled at him, and then I yelled at her about it. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about another thing. I, oh, this is bad of me. I'm Guys, I'm not great. I told my friend, I said an offhand comment, like, oh, she was crying at prom. And then that girl left a voicemail on that girl's being like, I heard you cried at prom. <gasps> and then that girl didn't talk to me again. I'm like, that's fair. <laughs> you don't need to talk to me again. Steph, you are always spreading rumors. I know. <laughs> that's my dad's a great. I, first of all, this is why when I went from high school to university, I just stopped talking to absolutely everyone. But my toxic trait, 1000%, especially in high school, was needing to be perceived as being the better person. So me and my best friend had drama, not my fault, her fault, um, that caused like a rift where I was like, I we're not friends anymore. And we stopped hanging out. But obviously our entire friend group was the same people. And so instead of just telling everybody what my issue was with her and why we weren't friends anymore, I was like, I don't want to cause drama and I don't want to cause rifts in the friend group. So people still want to hang out with her. I'm not going to say anything and I'm not going to be a bitch and make you think poorly of her. So it's just I won't be there. And I think about it and I'm like, what the fuck were you just telling people? Like, what a stupid, like, oh, I was 17 years old and I was obsessed with being like, no, everyone will be fine. I will not be the cause of drama in this friend group. It's so fucking stupid. And then I was mad that people hung out with her still. But like, of course they fucking did. It's, I was naive because I was like, whatever, we can get over this in the group chat and she doesn't need to not be our friend. Like you, naive, being like, people will stop being our friend. Fools. We're just fools. I wow. think about that now, like, even still. Because I still have a little bit of that in me, 1,000%. My most recent breast friendship that is kind of dead now, I don't tell our other friend group. Why? Because I'm like, they're friends with her. Like, it's not fair. But this is so stupid. What am I doing? <laughs> But we know who she is. Oh, yeah, we, we know. Because I tell you guys. Because you don't know her. That's the thing. You get, you guys get the best shit because you don't know. <laughs> but if that girl who I was my fault, 
I I felt guilty about that for a really long time, and I'm like, I wonder how she's doing <laughs> all I, the time. I honestly, I'm only thinking about this because the same friend that I had a fight with um, accidentally texted. <laughs> It was really funny because like I like we didn't we left on an okay note but we went to university together but we just like weren't as friendly in university and I still feel bad for that fight because like I recognize now that it was because of my dad's issues that I was like projecting everywhere else obviously as I have noted that this has also happened with my family and we kind of like worked our whatever out but I was like she was probably like what the heck is wrong (laughs) she had no idea what was happening because like from the outside it just seemed like everything was fine and now i'm just like wow i must have seemed absolutely fucking nuts i love that this turned into our past not our current toxic traits can we be that honest with ourselves but our past high school toxic traits somehow yeah i mean i mean I we all needed to know what we were like in high school apparently Ugh, i do not want to be thinking about this i'm always curious whether i'd get along with somebody oh in high my school. god i have the funniest st- oh wait wait tell me do you want this in the episode <laughs> we'll see uh my friend christine reminded me literally the other day she's like do you remember when blank fo- left a voicemail on my cell phone being like I, I want to go down on Stephanie. Uh, basically, all the shit. I'm like, Christine, he was making fun of me. She's like, no, he wasn't. I'm like, no, I think they were making fun of me. And she's like, I don't think they were making fun of you. And we got into this long, long bullshit thing. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And I f- totally forgot that existed. Wait, so this just like random dude was like. He went to our high school. I, we all, we, he, I know exactly who he was. He like fucking lived around the corner from me. And I, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was just like wanting to do gross things to me just let her know that i would do anything and i was like what's happening and then i and then look and then i was like to christine i'm like oh yeah they were making fun of me he was making fun of me she's like no he wasn't i'm like did i remember wrong i think he was making fun of me i think it might have been a legitimate thing guys are gross (laughs) i wish i would play that I would play that message in this episode if it's if I still had that fucking MP3. Oh my god! I so and then I was like, I never want to see anyone from my school ever again because of this. Oh god! Yeah, I don't. I don't want to talk to anyone that knew me. I have blacked out so much. Like you tell me, you guys were talking about like, oh, the Regina George blah blah. I don't remember who that was, and I'm. I think I'm better for that. I have no memory of a lot of high school, and I think that's a good thing. <laughs> this voicemail, completely forgot. You, you say a name, I'm like, oh my god, I forgot. All these people are on my Facebook, but I don't go on Facebook, and they're all like, have babies and shit. I'm like, what is happening in the world? I don't care. <laughs> I still have, like, some of them here and there, I think. Like, I feel like they're all on my LinkedIn, which is, like, troubling in so many ways. So I had to, I wanted to see where these people are, and none of them have LinkedIn. I'm like, what's happening? I can't be the only fucking human that has LinkedIn from, I was going to say my high school name, XYZ. Like, I cannot be the only person. You count yourself lucky. Because <sighs> every once in a while, when you see somebody look at your profile, you're like, why are you looking here? Why yeah, leave we... me alone. Don't, worry. Don't, per- don't perceive me. <laughs> and if you do, make sure you perceive me as the better person. <laughs> look how great I am. It's wow. We got a dark, am I going to have weird dreams tonight? Probably. This reminds me of our, like, weirdly, like, a very opposite way to when we had the very, like, emotional conversation about, like, expectations of romance and, like, do we even need, want to get married and kids and blah, blah, blah. This somehow is worse than that, but is yeah. similar. Because I this mean, is, that was, I think, a very, like, important and powerful conversation. This is a conversation that was of value to no one. But if but it's, it's entertaining. In the episode, I hope you liked it. <laughs> it could be a value. I think it's good to acknowledge your past toxic traits and be able to move past them. On because... a podcast that is meant for the entertainment of other people who did not know you in high school and don't even really know you now. <laughs> Listen, what, what, what do you we mean? learned is knows. that we use content to consume and get past our issues. This is part yeah, of that. Yeah. We are we are therapizing our yes. <laughs> The the reason why I have known for my entire life that I am a nerd, books were my escape boo classic story, okay? I am a white woman that could get a job at any publishing industry because I would go in and be like, books are my escape, just like every other white woman with a job in the publishing industry, okay? I know what it was, been a nerd forever, because that's what my content is, fans. It's so that I don't have to be in the middle of a fucking pandemic. <laughs> yeah. 
<sighs> wow. I feel heavier and lighter at the same time. <laughs> I, yeah, that's why I feel like the joke was that this is our toxic trait episodes, and it became a little too real. But an important note, and hopefully maybe this will be a lead in to the episode that comes out after this in three, in the next week for people who are listening. Uh, my evening plans are to binge the entirety of Inventing Anna, which ha- I'm going to date yeah. the recording. It came out today. And maybe we'll do a little con episode. And I feel like that will be more fun. And we ideally won't have any personal fucking tragedies to reach into. When oh, we talk I'll about bring that. one. I'll bring one in. <laughs> Nat will Nat will go out and get conned today just so she can. Yeah, I'll go on I'm Tinder and get swindled. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready to be hung out and dried. Yeah. As we've discussed before, Nat and Steph definitely going to be conned into a call one day. And as we've yeah. been learning recently, which is a little bit scary for me, I am a cult leader <laughs> in like an a very accidental way. But the other day I got someone to completely go against their best interest and uh, in a game of Mario Party, steal a star. <laughs> Was it from Andrea? Someone else. Yes, because they're convinced <laughs> that if they go against me, the Mario Party gods will be upset with them. And then it like worked and they immediately started winning and they went from fourth place to second place. And so, I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe I am special. Maybe I should lead a call. I think if my favorite part of that moment was when she asked me what I thought and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, why would you want my opinion? And you just went press random. And I thought she was. And then she didn't. She pressed someone else's name. And then literally it immediately paid off. And she won the next. I I can't explain to you the series of events that took place. But it had me questioning for a moment if I was special. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I would be a good cult leader. Maybe I would run a different kind of cult. (laughs) That's how all cult leaders start. Maybe I'll write something different. Listen, when we did our most recent book club, we were chatting about survival skills and what contribution everybody would make in like a zombie apocalypse. And I was very honest. Kill me. I'm out. Don't worry about (laughs) it. I need luxury. I am not farming. I'm not tilting. I'm not eating out of a can. I have become accustomed to a certain lifestyle. I'm not going backwards, babes. Um, But then everyone was like, actively working to be like no 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 no, you're our moral support and the more and more they talked about it the more and more i was like you are describing a cult leader and you're telling me that that is my role in this dystopia i see you already lounging on a raft in the water where everyone else does the work everyone promised to protect me because i would be the thing that boosted their morale and like i would negotiate with other people that exist for some reason and the whole time everyone was having this i was just sitting back being like guys i'm wearing a lounging jumpsuit right now it would not be good for the end of the world <laughs> well i'm also laughing because like in that conversation we we're talking about yellow jackets as well and i was like i would definitely be the woman that feels like she she is God speaking through her and has the cross on her forehead. And because like... you would go crazy fast. Like, I am definitely one of those cult leaders that is swindling people from the beginning. You would have a belief in, in what you're selling. Because you would go crazy quick. I, just from the mushrooms. But either that or I would be the crazy, basically, Christina Ricci's character who, like has surprising skills and is a fucking nerd. <laughs> I, I, if you guys haven't watched Yellow Jackets, we should do a whole episode on that because we could talk a lot about Christina Ricci's character. Yeah. Also, some people online, people are fucking weird. And I know that we know that, but people need to stop acting like she is an innocent victim because, wow. I'm sorry, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> people were justifying some of the actions that she takes because she was bullied. And I'm like, mm, you know, lots of people are bullied and they don't do those things. So, mm. Very much giving Brooklyn Nine-Nine cool motive, still murder. You know what I mean? Uh, and on that note, that is our toxic traits. I think, weirdly, everything fit within the theme of toxic traits. Like, it we did. didn't actually go off theme at all. So shout out to us. Um, <laughs> thanks so much for listening to our episode, therapy session, past flashback reminiscing. We appreciate you always. Share your toxic traits. Hopefully your media consumption. Because maybe don't put your therapy needs in our Twitter and our Instagram. But you can if you want. I'll read them. Uh, (laughs) We all will read them. We will read them and we will discuss them. Um, But we won't do it in front of you. So don't worry about it. 
we are at EatsCast on Twitter and on Insta. You can message us there. And we will be back here next week with another new episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 I was like, leave me your dirty uh, voicemail on our anchor. (laughs) I absolutely can get people to do this. (laughs) Yeah, you cannot tell people to leave their dirty voicemail on our anchor and expect to not get the the audio equivalent of dick pics. I I can't deliver on a lot of things. I can definitely get somebody to deliver on that. Dirty voicemail? It's true that you can't deliver on a lot of things. Whoa. Baby, can't you see I'm calling A guy like you should wear a warning It's dangerous I'm falling There's no escape I can't wait I need a hit Baby Toxic